Jason, last night was uh, what I consider a win for me as a as a parent. I uh, Catherine was out with her friends, and uh, she she usually does like the nighttime you know stuff, put putting him to bed. Mm-hmm. Um, but but this was all on me, and I put him down, and he did not cry even once. Wow. Boom. Out like a light. Good work. And, yeah. So. What was it? All it's the like whiskey a, you gave him? Is that what it was? <laughs> no whiskey. Zero whiskey. Okay. No. It, listen. Also, let's be honest. Usually when there's whiskey involved, there's still going to be tears. So, that wasn't <laughs> it, you know? Yeah. So, uh, just prepare to... Uh, Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. I'm going to be real with you, and I don't care if I get fined. That train is off the track. I feel like you, you can't just like jump through Neptune and be okay. What the show needs is more dogs and bears and chickens and stuff. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be a watch and beautiful goodness. Welcome Pacers fans, you were listening to the Undebeatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast, and this is episode 614, coming to you from Indianapolis, Indiana. I'm your host and former season ticket holder, Joey Gafrida. This show, we're going to answer a mailbag question We've got an undegoogable for you, and of course, the fan favorite, Stat of the Week. <laughs> Wait a minute. Who Joining me this script? show are... <laughs> uh, Joining me this week are all three of our analysts, coast to coast, like butter toast. First, from the high school home of Jameson Brewer, Silver Spring, Maryland, it's the doctor, Jason Triplett. What is up, Pacers fans? What is up? Unbeatables shout out to Thanksgiving. Uh, this show should come out, uh, and hopefully you're celebrating with family and friends. And if not, hopefully you're in a safe place and uh, get to enjoy some lovely food. Gobble gobble, fool suckers. <laughs> <laughs> From Asheville, North Carolina, he's our in-house bartender, mixing up the drinks in the crappy jingles. John Colson. What is up, Pacer Nation? What is up, Undebeatables? Uh, it's Thirsty Thanksgiving. Uh, I'm single as a Pringle, and Liddy as a titty. Dude. Is that just your, around, huh? Yeah, that's your intro to every show now? <laughs> I think it's my new thing. It used to be, it's Thirsty Thursday, drink up, but I think it might be, I might be moving on. <laughs> From Boise, Idaho, <laughs> out west, it's our enforcer, John Harper. What is going on, fellas? Happy Thanksgiving, boys. What is going on? Thank you. That's, that's, that's a good question. That's Ask myself that question. question at some point during every recording we make. What is just, going on? It just came early this episode. Do you ever, like... Uh, 
you know, if you're like looking up a stat or something, or or, or just uh, uh, you know, phase out for a second, you come back and you're like, what is happening? How <laughs> how could we get from point A to point B? I don't get it. <laughs> Before we get into the show, I'd like to remind you, you can support us anytime you'd like over at patreon.com slash undebeatables. You can uh, support us for as little as a dollar per month. Well, as I said at the top, we, we got a mailbag. The, the mailbag! One of our listeners wrote in, he said we need to address the elephant in the room. This is from uh, listener Mike, last name withheld. <laughs> Says, you need to guys need to address the elephant in the room now that the team is playing well and a playoff caliber team. What is the Turner strategy at this point? Before it was trade him, now? Question marks. I mean, you pretty much have to still, but then why not tank now? I'm guessing the front office wasn't expecting everyone to play so well. So, kind of a lot to unpack there, but there's sort of this sentiment that, I mean, you know, we we just covered some in the last show, and and you know, uh, a lot this season, which has just been, you know, what 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 are we doing here? Uh, what is going on? I think is a fair question to ask. <laughs> which we ask every episode. Yeah, and and then what you know what's going on with Miles Turner? You know, before the season even had started, there was you know open discussion about um, about trading him, and now you know now that was with a scenario where you know Vegas thought that the Pacers were going to win like twenty three games, and and uh, you know we're almost halfway there, uh, so I don't know. There's a, there's a lot to go on. We we, we should discuss. I think that there's several elephants in the room at this point, but um, it's getting crowded. There's a real crowded yeah. room. I mean, it is, but uh, you know, I think we need to to take down these elephants one by one. Um, Harper, I guess the first thing I, I want to start with you on this one is is um, what's the strategy with Turner? You know, are they? Do we just uh, say forget it, keep this dude? And hope to resign. You know, it's a contract year. Hope he resigns or dump him. You know, get him, get the trade out of here, trade done, and, and get back whatever we can for him. And unfortunately, at this point, it, it doesn't seem like either party's super interested in a resigning of Miles Turner in Indiana. Um, he's been pretty clear about wanting to play someplace else this season, which you can hardly blame the guy after you know uh, how much press the trade rumors around him have gotten from this organization. But the fact remains, it's going to be exceedingly difficult to resign him. Um, we have the money to do it, um, but it just it doesn't seem like something that's in the offing. Armed with that information, you certainly wouldn't want to lose him for nothing. I mean, that's that seems like the position that you're in. Maybe the front office knows something that I don't, and maybe he has shown signs that he wants to resign here, but he... That hasn't been his public take at all. So it's hard for me to imagine not trading him uh, and, and and just losing him for nothing. That just this seems like a hard bargain for me. No, absolutely. I think that's the way we have to go. I mean, I suppose there's the outside chance that we could do a, um, uh, you know, after the season sign, sign and trade. trade type thing, you know, in the, the free agency period. 
Um, cause I think since, you know, he's been playing with us, we can offer him more money than other people can probably. Right. And so we could do a solid there and play out the string, but you know, in some ways the way Miles Turner is playing is absolutely exactly what the organization wanted, right? Let's showcase this guy. This guy is super good. He can win you a championship and you know, you should come get him now. And look, Buddy he rebounds. Is, look, yeah, Buddy Heald's doing the same thing, like putting up, shooting ten threes a game and hitting Doing uh, what he does. Some of them, and uh, <laughs> he's like second in the league and made three pointers, I think, or something like that. But what's his uh, Chuck stuck Chuck rating right now? It's pretty high. <laughs> it's right? A plus, A plus Chucker. Uh, the the. Problem is that the teams that would be interested in a Miles Turner and or a Buddy Heald and have the assets that we would want back just aren't lining up at this point, or the sense of urgency isn't lining up, right? I think the Lakers were the you know the the major talk of the off season and even the early part of the season, and they got off to such a bad start that I think they're trying they're reconsidering. <laughs> whether or not they're going to try to make a playoff push this year. So there's a lot of moving pieces on that front. But I, I think Harper's right. I think you got to keep fielding calls. And, you know, maybe we've switched from, you know, the people taking the calls and offers and, and now actively uh, dangling him out there again for the fifth year in a row or whatever. <laughs> Look, I, I on some level, I, th- I think you're – uh, both of you are right, but I think the fundamental question here is: Are we tanking or are we not? I, those are two completely separate questions to me. One has nothing to do with the other. I just the Miles Turner no, thing. No, 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 no. I think they're utterly connected because the thing is, if we're look, what what we have proven this season is that Miles Turner and Buddy Heald are making us better. They're making us a team that's not tanking. If you take those two guys out, not we, well. Look, we we've <laughs> lost four more games without those guys. They've been fantastic for us. Buddy Heald has been, you know, second in the league in three pointers. Uh, you know, Miles Turner is still near the top of the league in in uh, uh, shot blocking. He's he's getting in the post and averaging twenty and ten. Like these guys, if we take them out. We're left with younger guys that aren't as poised and aren't in their prime. I think that if you want to tank as a team, you have to trade these players. I think the question is, what does that mean to your franchise? If you say to your franchise, hey, look, we want to tank now because we might get women Yama. We might get a good player later versus this team is playing really well right now. And... Uh, things are going well, and and um, you know we might be a playoff team. Um, I think that's a decision the the front office has to come to grips with. Um, I think the only argument to trade Turner at this point, outside of getting worse, is that he is uh, an unrestricted free agent and might Knight might resign with us. But exactly, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why we've decided that. Why he won't resign with us? So 
Because he um, keeps telling the media that? I don't know. Well, no, but what the last thing we heard from Halliburton is we're on a good level. The last thing I heard from, from Miles Turner was this team is cohesive. Um, we're all on the same page. The, the Pacers have the money. Now, does, does Miles Turner say that he wants to go to the bright lights and, and work under, um, you know, uh, a LeBron James? Sure. But does he really want that? Uh, the, the Pacers have the ability to pay him $30 million, $35, $40 million. And, and the thing is, is that sounds like an incredibly a, a way too much money. But um, it's not going to be in three years. That'll be a reasonable amount of money. Yes, it will be. That's still a ridiculous much. amount of money for him. Well, for him. But what I'm saying is you could pay him $30 million. and um, Because right now we're playing him 18. And if you think about the new market that's coming, um, there is, you know, guys are going to be paying $75 million for a franchise player. Sure. So $30 million is a guy that is a starter. Um, and that's the thing we could do because we have the cap space to do that and hold on to him because he's not going to be able to go get that somewhere else. So what I'm saying is the idea that he's just going to walk away and we're going to lose him for nothing isn't true. I mean, as, as I said, the money's not the issue, right? It's the He's real. not walking away based on the money we can give him. Right, right, exactly. No, that's, that's, not at all. Yeah. That's, but, but like I said, unless the front office knows something that I don't, what I know is what I have seen and what I've heard from the players. I mean, you know, your team leader is not going to go out there and be like, oh, yeah, locker room's a mess. This guy wants out. I mean, you know, whatever. Miles Turner has openly said that he's, you know, excited to play someplace. I, you know, I, like I said, front office is going to know more. But based upon what we have seen, it, it, it's hard to see him resigning. I think those comments from Halliburton reflect two things to me. The first is that Halliburton is very high IQ uh, leader of a basketball team, which makes me very excited. And yeah. as Harper alluded to, he's not going to go out to the media and say, uh, Miles Turner is currently a Pacer. He is uh, under contract <laughs> with the Pacers. You know what I mean? Like he's going to say like, and if you read his quotes, like they are, you know, he has come to a place, you know, having gotten traded by the, the Kings that he realizes that, that it's a business. And, what I think he means when they're on the same page is that like, let's just block all that stuff. We have no control over that. So let's just play basketball. Let's just concentrate on playing basketball. And I think they're on the same page in that sense. Yeah. Right. And so the coaching staff, the players, they are all just concentrated on their craft and have at least at this point blocked out all of the, whatever distractions there are. Um, that doesn't mean necessarily that like keeping this team together is the right thing for this franchise going forward for multiple reasons. Uh, that's a right? different, that's a different, I, I agree. That's, and that's the conversation that we probably need to be having. But what I would say is that, 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 that miles Turner has put together uh, a, at least a five game stretch of the best, most consistent basketball of his career no doubt. Um, right now. And like he's twenty six years old, like he could be an anchor for a long time. Like that, that's 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 a choice that the franchise could make. He could be, but you know, past performance is the best indicator of future success. I understand and, that. I and agree, past performance. Like, so let's let's take let's take a long view. Let's not look at the last two weeks. 
He didn't Let's have look Halliburton at the last in the five, past. Six years. What's that? He didn't have Halliburton in the past, you know, to set him up for these easy buckets. Totally, um, totally fair, right? I mean, it's it's rare in the NBA that players make a a leap in their eighth NBA season, right? Like it doesn't happen. Disagree. That disagree. disagree. I, we've talked about this before. They they, they get better as they, they get better as they get older until like twenty six to thirty two is their prime. Increment. Yeah, but that's this sure. isn't this isn't reflective of a gradual increase for Miles Turner. This is a, a paradigm shift in what he's been doing numbers wise and on the floor the the thing is that from an asset standpoint uh if you want to look at it like that on the one hand you risk uh him not resigning with the team because of myriad reasons right and when you start getting into the astronomical contract numbers that players can get offered these days i don't think that it's the main driving concern I don't think it's the ultimate driving concern, I guess, for them, right? It's not like somebody would say, well, you're paying me 25 but I can make 30 in Indy, so I'm going to do that despite all these other things, right? I just think the proportionality of how much money it is changes the calculus. I could totally be wrong on that. $5 million a year is $5 million, so... Yeah, it's still a lot of money. Yeah. The other thing is that going forward, even if he does resign, let's say that we we are able to lure him with this extra money and this new core or whatever. Now you have a guy under contract for four to five years at thirty to thirty five million dollars a year, and if it proves out that he is more the player that he was the previous five years than he has been in the past five games. Now you're saddled with a contract that is very, very difficult to move. Which we feel like we've already been in that boat before. <laughs> and a lot of teams have been in that boat before, right? My hometown Washington Wizards signed Otto Porter Jr. to a ridiculous contract because they had to or else they were going to lose him for nothing, right? And that, I mean, that, that among many, many, many other things that that front office has done, you know, set Didn't them help. back. Didn't help, yeah. right? Yeah, and and I would argue too when, when we're talking about the poise and the leadership on this team, we're actually not talking about Miles Turner and Buddy Hield. We're talking about Benedict Matherin and and Tyrese Halliburton. Mm. These are the guys on these are the guys on the court making it happen. These are the guys with the aggressiveness that's making it possible for these other dudes. To my mind, right? I mean, there's a reason oh. that these guys are on the court for sure. Uh, you know, and and. You know, I, I absolutely will concede that, he, you know, he might reconsider signing with us because of the talent that we have. You know, even before we picked Matherin, my low middle high for this season was like 32, 37, 42. I think this team has the talent to win a bunch of games. I just wasn't sure that it was going to be the right move because even with Matherin, the talent that we have is not good enough to win a championship. Miles Turner is not going to get so good that, you know, we got to start sizing the rings in three years. I just... The chances of that happening are very vanishingly small. Well, no, no, no. I agree with that, but but I think there's a, there's a point to be made for a guy who is developing a low post presence, who is, can lead the league in block shots. That is a piece on a, you know, contending team. Yeah, that's why everybody wants him for sure. Yeah, I mean, that's, right. And so what I'm saying is, why why can't he be on our team for the next five years in his prime? 
You know? I mean, he can't, you know, like I said, potentially he can be. But I think you have to take seriously the things that people say to the media. Sure. I guess that I, I, I guess Mike's point uh, the, the, in the mailbag, which is you got to trade this guy or you're not going to be able to tank because he's playing well. And we're now a playoff contending team. What does that mean to the franchise? Uh, well, no, I think what he was saying to... was you have to trade him anyway because of the personnel implications. He was right? saying that, and I'm disagreeing with that premise. I, I don't okay. think you have to do that. What I'm saying is, <laughs> no, I mean, like on some level, like, look. To the words that the people are saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're answering a mailbag, just not Mike's. <laughs> no, no, no. You've got to. He what he's saying is you got to trade him anyway because uh, you can't resign him. Yeah. And I'm disagreeing with that premise. But his point, I, I think, is still fair, which is as long as he's on this team, we're not going to lose enough games to be in the lottery. I mean, as long as you've got Tyrese Halliburton and Benedict Mather and playing this well, we're not going to be <laughs> – we, we might not be in the lottery. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty fair. And, and also, again, Buddy Heald, who is just – these guys are really helping us win games. They just really are. I agree. They are. I mean, it's still early in the season, right? Yes, so I don't want to overinterpret the first 15 games of the season, even though we're starting to get into a good chunk of the, you know, we've almost knocked out a quarter of a schedule here, right? Yeah. Um, but that being said, you know, we did our um, schedule analysis and we said this first, the first 15 games, that's the easiest part of the schedule, you know? And it's bared out that way to some degree, right? Now, that being said, we've got some really quality wins, right? Beating Miami is a good win and um, hanging tough with uh, uh, Denver was a really good game and and whatnot. But if you look at the standings now, teams behind us that I don't think are going to be behind us, even if we keep this whole nucleus together at the end of the season, the Toronto Raptors the Philadelphia 76ers, the Brooklyn Nets, the Miami Heat. Um, you know, that's four teams right there. Okay, that's the, four, right? So that would put us at ninth, which still puts us as a play-in. Right, yeah. And do you want to be in the play-in? Yeah, that's... <laughs> no, that, I think that's the whole thing, right? Right, right. exactly. So what I'm so saying is... Our... It still makes more sense to tag. Do you want to be a play-in with uh, a women Yama lottery no but i think last year we got too comfortable with the idea of like we can get really quality players what this franchise has always done is tried to make the playoffs and develop their young their 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 talent and get better and what if this team just gets better what if they get some playoff experience what if they what if they get out of the playoff play in you know, what if they get swept in a, a first round playoffs and they learn what that looks like? Uh, and when your best players are under the age of 22, you know, like, what does that mean for the franchise? Like that, that's still an option. That's fine. That's still yeah. on the table. Like we uh, can yes, still root for that. Of course. That's all I'm saying. I, I, I also like rooting for wins. And, you know, on some level, it's become pretty clear. You know, I, I, I agree with Jason. I don't think we want to win read too much into a week that involved wins over the Rockets, Magic, and Hornets. <laughs> no, no, but, no, no, that's very fair. That's very fair. But, you know, as, as just a purely rational decision-making exercise, it, it, it certainly makes more sense to tank. Will this team do that? Is this team willing to do that? It doesn't seem like it, right? 
So I'm happy to root for wins, right? I, you know, what do I think that the long-term outcome of that decision-making is? I think that we're probably going to be mired in mediocrity for a lot of years, right? I just, I don't think that we've got enough to get over the hump without more talent. So, you know, it may be that we can do something special through a trade. We might find some diamond in the rough a little lower in the draft than maybe we thought was possible. And look, I love Halliburton and Matherin, but I just, I don't think that, you know, neither one of those guys is Andy DeCumpo. Uh, Joey, Harper, mm-hmm. just, Harper just said something, I think, very controversial. Nick. That, uh, that Matherin's not the next Andy DeCumpo. How do you feel about that? Do you guys, you want, you, should, should we like set up a fight time? <laughs> like a time? Hey, Coles, is, well. Coles is trying to get you to fight for him. Are you willing to be Colson's champion? I mean, I, yeah, he's not going to do it himself. But so, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I guess you know from from Mike's from from what I'm seeing here, you know, it's sort of saying you basically still need to trade him, and if you are going to trade him, you still got to tank. If you're going to do that, then basically, why not just tank now? And 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 I. Last show, I was a little a little disappointed because that's where I, that, I'd already made up my mind. I was good. Like, I was at, I was at peace, and I said, "Oh, okay, I know what to do here, and I'm happy with this, and I'm fine with this, and and, and we can do this." But uh, they're not they're not uh, sticking to the script, which is which is uh, annoying. It's in a good way, but yeah, but you yeah, want, no, you I mean, root for a team that wins, not fun. I mean, yeah normally but i also root for a team that has you know lemon yama on it and wins more you know so that way i can cheer harder if i could put off my cheering for a single year and cheer much harder for the next you know 25 years which i'm assuming he's going to play for 25 years that sounds right and he's going to go down as <laughs> that's true you know, of every dude who's seven six right <laughs> yeah also right. he breaks his ankle in the first game and, and never plays again like i mean this is it's you don't know joe He's gonna go down as the goat's goat. Goat's goat. Uh, yep, and you know that's all she wrote. I've never heard, you know. I mean, how, how often do generational talents come around? Every what, two or three years, like, yeah. you know. <laughs> now is our time. Blake Griffin to, to, was a generational talent. Does he even make the Hall of Fame? Like we talked about him for so long. Who, who ge- said that he was a generation? <laughs> they talent. talked about him that way before he kind of. No one talked about him as like a Michael Jordan, LeBron James figure. I talk. I think he was the best dunker over a Kia I've ever seen. But <laughs> yeah. you know, number two for me. But I can't tell you number one was. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you wouldn't have seen the film with him. With yeah. Jason's got a Kia. Uh, just saying. Research. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I totally understand like the, and I, and I agree with you, Colson, that these questions about Miles Turner, what happens with him, and and what the team does this year are intertwined. Like, um, yeah, it's a hard pattern to break to root for a team, especially with young guys to get to the playoffs, right? Like, normally I would be loving this situation to get into the playoffs, get some seasoning, take your lumps, like. Blah blah blah. You gotta but, do it. Mm-hmm. You but better. what I've, but I think a couple things have changed, right? So the NBA is different than it is than it was 
years ago. So, and what I mean by that is that cores don't stay together as long as they used to. Agreed. So that like accumulation of war wounds and, you know, creating a bunker mentality just doesn't carry as long as it used to, right? Contracts are shorter. Uh, GMs are <laughs> more impulsive. So cores get broken. Superstars may or may not demand to get out of your city, um, right? So maybe I've been burned by the last two superstars that um, didn't want to grow with this team or whatever, right? So I think that that has less value than it used to have at some level. And the other thing is that getting over that hump from making it into the playoffs and being competitive for a title, that's a big hurdle, and that takes seemingly, NBA history has taught us, like supreme talent. Like, we've been going with this this strategy of be competitive and the Pacers as a franchise for the past, whatever it is, 30, 40 years now, right? And we've gotten one final appearance to show for it. Right, right? but we've been to like uh, 12 Eastern Conference Finals. Like, I mean, like we, we've been... Yeah, and we've been to one Finals, and we have zero we championships. Lost. We have zero championships. You, you may, I understand what you're saying. I, I think the point that that is useful... <sighs> You're, you're making me... I'm, I'm all fired up here. Right. <laughs> the glasses are coming off. What do you want, Jason? I want the because, Pacers to win a title. No, 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 no. But, no, no, no. Because here, you, said, you said two weeks ago or a week ago, I can't remember uh, uh, on the show, you said the idea is to be Memphis in two years. Right? Yes. And I think that's wrong. I think you want to be Boston this year. <laughs> no, I what I want to be, be Boston, Boston in this four year. years or whatever. I mean, the point, uh, whatever your your uh, yeah yeah. No, I think the point okay. is that you want to be Boston in in three years, right? They they've kept together uh, four or five guys. They have a lot of talent, and they have a supreme talent in you know Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and Jason Tatum is playing at MVP level right now, right? Mm-hmm. And They've surrounded that with guys that are familiar to them. They've got guys that have been around for a long time. They, they're all been together for five years. Okay, they they've been to the Eastern Conference Finals. They've been to the finals. Like that's the team you want to be in two years or three years or four years. Everybody's saying, you know, everybody said two or three years ago, you know, you got to break up Jalen and 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 uh, Tatum. You know, um, who's saying that? People were saying that stuff. Um, we we actually thought we could trade for uh, Jalen Brown for a while, you know. So like I always tried. No one ever right, took exactly. my calls. But the point is, is that is a franchise that has an MVP uh, level talent um, with other talent and also a core. I think. And I where did they pick... get those guys? In the draft. Uh huh. And what draft picks were those guys? My only number point, three. My only point is, um, <laughs> I have a Halliburton <laughs> and a Matherin uh-huh. and a Jalen Smith and Isaiah Jackson, and those guys could stick around and learn together for five yeah, years. Exactly, Colson. Your argument is tank for multiple years. 
No, no, the no, way no. That... My point, no, my, my point, not my point. No, dude. No, my point, the way my that point Boston got fe- the way they are is, is because they traded po- away Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce, and they got a ton of draft no, picks, those and they guys, were really those, bad. So many draft those, picks. I, okay, so many the, draft picks. But, but, but the thing is, is those guys played together for a while and sure, got yeah. better. No, and, 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 and went through the lumps and have gone places. My point is, is that I don't want to be the Houston Rockets. No, nobody wants to be the Houston Rockets. Although the Houston Rockets have two NBA championships. Yeah, but not the way they're running it now. That's they're two more never, than we have. Ever, they're never two ever getting back. They're never ever getting. And they back had one to of the greatest the players in NBA history to do it, and that's. Yeah. And they might get Victor Wembanyama next year because they're trash. I hate everything. <laughs> because the thing is, I'm not wrong. You're not wrong. I would be. So what I want is one more year of accumulation of young talent. Oh, oh, and then oh you, know what, you know what I'd love to do? One more year and get Victor Wimanyama. And then, yes, we could just move forward. Yes, that's, of course, the ideal world. But that's not happening. We found our, the whole point of this conversation. We found ourselves in the middle. We don't get one more year of tank. Unless we trade away Heald and Turner and, you know, make Halliburton and Matherin sit. Like, that's just that's the only way we're not going to win 25 games. Yeah, I mean, right? you're going to have to try to tank a little. Yes. And so. But you don't necessarily have to trade Miles Turner for that to happen. I mean, you can just not play him very much. Okay. So let's just make everybody sick and have a broken ankle. Yeah. Or a but to do that to him in a contract year would be super messed up. Just saying. Our options right now are we play basketball the way we should play and maybe get into the play-in tournament or make everybody bad, send everybody away, and get and, 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 and then not get Victor Womanyama because that's how lotteries work because lotteries are a crapshoot. And then go back and try it again next year after already getting a, rid of really good players that could help you in healed and miles turner i i just i don't but i don't I understand think... so if your theory is that that halliburton and matherin are the guys and we should build around them for the years coming forward yeah for sure okay then why not try to get talent around them i like i want to get talent around them but my point is is like but you want to do it in a way that is not traditionally been successful for the indiana pacers right you want to re-sign a guy that's that's been averaging thirteen and six as a seven foot two guy for his entire career, and or bring in free free agent random. I, no, X. no, 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 no. I already have an Isaiah Jackson and Jalen Smith on my team that I know that can play that are around that that guy who's now getting better, who's now entering his prime in a Miles Turner. A Buddy Heald is a guy that's going to be useful on a solid basketball team. He exists. I think this team is missing a big, small forward, and that's it. I think this, if this team had a big, small forward two years from now, you talk about where do we want to be from two years from now, you've got a, a 6'9", athletic, small forward. This team is a, a you know playoff team. It's, it's, it's a, a home where court advantage. Those in the, guys? It's, it's a home court advantage in the playoffs. I mean, on some Where do level, you find where... those 6'9", uh, super talented, athletic, 
big go, small go, forwards. Go, go trade for Bojan Bogdanovic. All right, come on, like it's not that hard. Like life is not this difficult. Bogdanovic, come on, come on. So on some level, we're the victims of our own success, right? Because we are really far ahead once we embrace the new, once we embraced a rebuild of where we might have been, right? We've done well so far. Um, you know, getting Matherin, getting Halliburton for Sabonis. These guys are stealing Jalen Smith for nothing. Well, he know? washed out. He, he just washed out with another team, right? Anybody yeah. could have picked him up. Right. Can we continue to develop him? Remains to be seen. It doesn't change the fact that, you know, I, I just asking a team to rebuild on the fly in less than a season and saying, I, as a fan, am uncomfortable with, you know, even one season of actual full tanking in order to win a championship. I, I mean, I think that, I, you know, I wouldn't be telling management that, right? If that's what it was going to take for us to win a championship, I'd be fine with that. I understand that, but we did that last year, right? We got a really good draft pick. Well, we and went into that season thinking we were competitive. Right, 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 right. And then we had to pump the brakes because what we thought we had, we not so have. <laughs> right, and what we did is we traded for Halliburton and we drafted Matherin, and these guys are freaking winners. Uh, and on the fly, like I said, that's an amazing job that was done last year to get us from what we thought was a playoff team, realizing very quickly we were not. Flipping the team and getting to this point as quickly as we have is yielding more games than the front office would probably ideally look. Oh, it's definitely more than the front office wants. But but the question is, is the front office willing to trade away all the things that are useful to, to have this franchise lose games, to get into a lottery where we will not get women Yama because that's just how shit works? Um, is that worth that to the franchise to I mean, trade away all the useful players, the guys that matter and help us win games to not get the player we need? That's the franchise player. And what, you know, I mean, you're really still... just talking about Miles Turner here, right? And I guess Buddy Heald and Buddy Heald. Yeah. Those okay. are the two guys that are helping us win games. I mean, but Buddy Heald was not a particularly sought after player last year, right? We, we helped rehabilitate that guy. I understand, right. but he's also averaging like 17 points look, a game for I'm us not, he's in winning us basketball games. You're great. But again, this is a guy that we found on the side of the road. <laughs> we picked him up <laughs> and we slotted him in. He's playing great. And that's amazing, right? Miles Turner is really, you know, the guy, right? We, we, we drafted him. We brought this kid up. He's our guy, right? We're not trading away everything, right? What we are doing is, you know, we've got two guys that we really need to protect and build around. As a front office, you just you have to be at peace with that. If you're going to lose Miles Turner for nothing, right, then it, it makes sense to trade him, especially given that it is going to be a deep draft, and it does make sense uh, for us to not be all in this season, right? I'm not saying that you have to trade him. If we can keep him down the line, that's fine. That's great. Like I said, we can win some games. But I just think that if we keep these guys together in its current state, we are going to be mired in mediocrity for another 10 years. And we are going to lose Matherin. We are going to lose Tyrese Halliburton. So if Mm. a year of tanking is what it takes for that not to happen, I would happily pay that price. But, you know, I don't have a crystal ball either, right? It's just you got to play the odds. is the year of tanking isn't getting us what we need, right? Well, we don't know what it's going to get. You don't know that. I know. You're making an assumption. 
I know exactly what that looks like. <laughs> I mean, we drafted at six last year, and it's looking pretty damn good to me. Yeah, we got a guy great. that you... We we got none of the guys that you said this is the, the draft. <laughs> I know. It turns out we got a diamond in the rough. This guy's amazing. I'm ready to... Yeah. I'm ready to slap, yeah, it, uh, slap the franchise tag on this guy. and Also, I'm not losing Halliburton or Matherin. This this franchise will move heaven and earth to make these guys uh, stay here. We got just this. like we did for Paul George, huh? Yeah, mm-hmm. fuck that guy. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, um, agreed, but it's just you know, it, it, it. Jason's absolutely right. The it's difficult to keep these guys happy in a small market if you're not winning games. Then let's not lose games. You need chips, dude. Yeah, we're not getting chips. Just let's. Well, then what are successful. we doing here? We're we're winning games and having fun and like being competitive. <laughs> okay. Look, there's like there's like if that's the goal. Fran- we can do that with this team. There's okay. t- there's yeah. ten franchises out of the thirty that win ch- chips. It's just what it is. That's I, it. Know, I think doesn't like everybody have one except us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the doors are really wide open if you don't care about winning a championship. You can pretty much do whatever you want because that's I, a really easy goal to attain. <laughs> No, I want. I, here's what I want. I want to go and and go deep in the playoffs and maybe win a finals. That'd be great. But I don't think that I, I'm. I don't live in a world where I'm going to have LeBron James or Giannis Antetokounmpo on my team. I I assume that my only hope in the world is that I'm going to put together a team, um, and that it's going to play harder than everybody else and uh, have a chance. That's what I want. I think you're. I think you're just a. You're in, you're a hurt pacer. You're, you're a hurt not getting Wimanyama. And if, yeah, if oh, look, 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 bar shut down has the, gotten so it's way let's too shut, low. Let's man. shut down the team tomorrow. Nobody plays. We lose all the rest of the games, and we just roll the dice on Wimanyama. It's still not happening. We're not saying okay. that. We're Again, just we're saying not, that that Wimanyama is not the operative thing. It's been two thousand since two thousand fourteen since we sniffed. Uh, the second round of the playoffs and if you do this strategy where you win 35 to 45 wins a year and get yourself in the play-in or the lower end of the the playoff bracket you're staring at another 10 years of that and it's cool i'm a pacers fan i'm gonna watch all the games i'm gonna cheer for us i'm gonna hope that we we pull off something amazing but i also would like to be like uh a little more going to a championship ceremony right I think we should put a bow on this conversation and uh, we'll revisit it later in this season. Uh, Before we take a a, a break here, um, have we gone too long to take a break? (laughs) I think we passed the Rubicon. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you have a stat of the week? I do. Before we do that, I just want to very briefly, I saw this uh, come across the wire. Uh, I saw our old boy Edmund Sumner in the news. We all love him. Sumner? Right? XU? Do you guys see this, this, uh, this quote about Sumner? Uh, no, it's from Ke- Ke- he, he plays from for the Kevin. Nets now, right? Yeah, he's a he's a starter on the Nets at least. You know, temporarily. Yeah. <laughs> so Kevin Durant actually had some words to say about uh, his teammate, and the quote is: "Look at our starting lineup: Edmund Sumner, Royce O'Neal, Joe Harris, Nick Claxton, and me." It's not disrespect, but what are you expecting from that group? You expect <laughs> us to win because I'm out there. 
Boy, he needs to go so, to uh, he needs to call Tyrese Halliburton and get some tips on how to talk to the media. I know. I think he went to Paul George uh, throw yeah. people under the bus school. Just the yeah. school of leadership. <laughs> I, I think that like what did you think Royce O'Neal and Edmund Sumner were going to win us games? <laughs> but the thing is, as long as you say it's not disrespect, it's not it's disrespectful. Not, it's not. It can't be. It's 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 kind of a bless your heart. Yeah, it's like saying it's like saying I'm not a racist, right? <laughs> but here's some racist stuff. <laughs> yeah, I just like you know, it's just like hey, look, Edmund Sumner, you know who you are, you know where you fit in this world. <laughs> oh, oh, shout out Edmund. Not cool. Yeah, Edmund. <laughs> Sumnum. <laughs> All right. Well, let's do a let's do a quick stat of the week here. We're doing stat <laughs> of the week. Yeah, you sound surprised. I mean, this is a fan favorite, according to the script <laughs> that you wrote. <laughs> Never gotten any Next pushback. Mm-hmm. Joey, stat of the week. This one, um, you know. Colson, this might re-engage you into the conversation, uh, but it's about it's about uh, another sport that uh, has really become much more popular: pickleball. Pickleball has been around since 1965, but of course, blew the f up during the pandemic and has been. Uh, since twenty so twenty sixteen to twenty nineteen, it gravi- grew averaged uh, on average seven point two percent in the U S. Going from two point eight to three point five million players, but in twenty twenty it jumped to thirty jumped thirty nine point three percent, and uh, has been still cranking away new players. Uh, every day, there's professional leagues. The major there's there's actually multiple professional leagues. Mm. Major League Pickleball, which is known, of course, as the MLP. Yeah. And there's a couple other leagues as well. Uh, apparently, I like this one a lot. Uh, uh, Kyle Yates, a professional pickleball player and tournament organizer, said the sport is changing. It's getting physically, it's getting physically and grueling, and it's a lot on our bodies. So, <laughs> they got to play back to backs. What's going on? I mean, I, I don't know. I guess, yeah, I guess so. A- and there's some discussion. They're trying to get the sport introduced for the 2028 Summer Olympics. Yes. Mm. Finally. Yep. So you can be, you can be a professional pickleball player, Colson. I think you're the closest to pickleball as far as I know. Uh, Jason or Harper, have you you played or watched any pickleball? I have seen it happening. Okay, I've played. My uh, in-laws are big pickleballers, so okay, sure. Yeah, when we go up to uh, Boston, we play a little pickleball. Do you understand the rules, Jason? No, I mean I can be reminded of them, but I don't know. No, no one does. It's 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 all nonsense. It's all made up. It's like tennis, basically, but yeah, without you can't love play at the net. Without love, do you mean like the 
like zero, or do you mean like without <laughs> like the the love? No, I think no, no shutouts in pickleball. You know what I mean, Joey. <laughs> Sounds like our pickleball. So Colson, you you work at a place that has a lot of pickleball players. No, we we actually have a pickleball court out front of my bar. It's it's part of my restaurant. But like, you seem a little bitter. Like, are they like traditionally cranky, or you know, are they combative? Or are they just normal old people? Yes. The problem okay. Colson has with it is you can't order drinks while you're playing pickleball. And that's cutting down on his take-home pay. You can't even but play yeah, with the, a, a you know a beer in your hand. Right. So what we, we, give, like them, we give them we give them like ten uh, cups to take outside while they play, but like then they're gone for like an hour. Like that's not that's not useful for me. Is there a way you could go to them? I'm just getting angry about. Uh, <laughs> I can see that all the walking I have to do now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I feel like that we could put a robot, some drinks on a robot's back, and the robot yeah. can take them. Oh, out yeah, my, my, my. <laughs> yeah, what I do for a living is easily replaced by a robot. But well, but can can the robot uh, make hide the pickle jokes? You know? yeah, I'm pretty sure that we can train Murph to we do can, that. We can write that, yeah, yeah, in the code. I think that was one of the the, the brilliant pieces of code that. A Twitter employee brought to uh, Elon Musk. Was it? It said hide the pickle or something. <laughs> it was just. It was just all pickle jokes. Yeah. Well, uh, hot there's dog, not hot talk. <laughs> there are uh, uh, several uh, high high uh, profile uh, investors into the major league pickleball. And uh, LeBron James and Tom Brady, uh, and such, are uh, investing in the leagues. Colson, I cannot fathom why you're so angry at that. Well, no, okay. So I also know that there's just like uh, all the tennis players in the universe are very angry because all their courts are being taken over. Like, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of tension in the universe, and I don't want to support this right now. I just want to. I want. I want everybody to feel. Love. Okay. I guess tennis has love in it, you're saying. Mm-hmm. In the scoring system, and so we should play tennis instead. Are you breaking down my metaphor on live uh, radio? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's like a big part of the show. <laughs> it's one of my weekly segments. <laughs> All right, team. I think that's a good time uh, to stop for the week. We'll be back with you on Tuesday, uh, post-holidays. Until then, you can hit us up on the social medias. We're on Twitter at Undebeatables. We're on Facebook.com slash The Undebeatables. Shout out at TheUndebeatables.com is our email. And TheUndebeatables.com has a contact form that you can use to send us a message and at the website slash store is where you can get a, a small t-shirt for the over to Donnie Walsh and the once and always coach uh, Bobby Leonard, turn out the lights the turkey's over <laughs> and you're tired so fall asleep
What's the point of, of having an open like outdoor stadium when every time it snows six feet, you just go somewhere else? <laughs> yeah, why are you going to be a little bitch about it? Go to Detroit. Nobody wants to go to Detroit. No, that's not. Everybody disliked that. <laughs> no one was happy about that. Even they were playing the Lions, and even even Detroit was like, "We've got to what? <laughs> We're Detroit? This I'm is out. our week off. We get to leave." <laughs> Have you been here? <laughs> Don't come back. Uh, love you, Detroit. Yeah. Nah, we don't really. Sorry about Cade Cunningham. Mm. What happened? Uh, they took out he might need s- surgery on his shin, which I don't understand at all. Because it's like a stress fracture, but that's that's what the... That's a team that knows how good Victor Wimbignana is. Yeah, exactly. That's true. Duct tape and a shot of whiskey. He should be back next week. <laughs> Thanks, Doc. Yeah, what do they only have? Like, they have three wins? They, they have to lose more now? Their best player has to get hurt? Come on. Just extend his lame. career. Jerks. The only the only example I have this that works out is Embiid, um, where they just, like, made him sit for his first two years, and then he's now an MVP candidate every year. Outside of that, um, I Stoudemire had a pretty uh, good story didn't he have to have like some crazy surgery early on and then he was like a multi-time all-nba guy yeah fair before enough. falling a, apart a again right, right. Well, he didn't have well, that long of a run nothing lasts forever <laughs> <laughs> um chet holgram may be the new example of that although i assume your, that bo- your boy blake griffin did uh all right right yeah hmm. he, uh, he sat out his rookie year he like tore his ACL in game three or something. And That's right. Yeah. Came back mm. and jumped over Akia. <laughs> yeah, but didn't we all decide that he's uh, not a franchise? Yeah, but he they, jumped they, over didn't Akia. Even talk about that on the I mean, show. <laughs> he's an indie. That's like that alone should. Get I him think in I the even mentioned fame. him as 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 a as a generational player, and you all said, <laughs> "All he did was jump over Akia." I think is what he's, uh, they, we all said. Sure, yeah. If you want to, if you want to quote us, 